You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous, the podcast about Broadway flops, scandals, and new work. I'm your host, Ebony Vines. And I'm your host, Pamela Shandro. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Theater Geeks Anonymous podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network and all your favorite podcast listening apps. Thank Thank you. you. Oh, so a lot hit the fan in episode 10 of yes. Smash Season 2. <laughs> That's how we should have been doing it this whole time. <laughs> you should say the episode number and then you say the name. Okay. And then I say Season 2. That's it's what we should have done this whole time. We've still got some more episodes. We do. Don't you worry. We'll, That's we'll what do we do it after. From now on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in the last episode, we did bombshell first do you want to do hit list first this let's do hit yes because we ended on hit list that sounds good to me i think that's a good idea too um Mm -hmm. what is the episode title episode title for season breakaway episode 10 is (laughs) the surprise party the surprise party Mm -hmm. which we will discuss during the bombshell but now it's the hit list it's the hit list (laughs) So we open hot and heavy in the wardrobe room. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. Disappointing. So disappointing and irritating and gross. So Jimmy and Karen are both making out in the wardrobe. And there's like talk of basically like, no, we've got to keep this a secret because Jimmy wants to keep it a secret. Um, so we have to meet in the wardrobe me- room because there's nowhere else to make out in private during rehearsal. I'm sorry. What? In my day, if you were in the middle of rehearsal yeah. and you weren't on stage, you found a place to be that was close enough to stage that if it was your turn, you went on stage. But here, yeah. Karen and Jimmy are making out in the wardrobe and we hear Derek go, where's Karen? And yeah. Jimmy silences her. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, know. I thought that you guys were professionals. Did we though? No. But I did think they were getting paid to work. Yes, that is happening. And if you were working at a restaurant, you wouldn't be in the kitchen freezer making out with your boyfriend when you're supposed to be waiting tables. Yeah, nope. Or in the copy room making out with your boyfriend instead of taking phone calls for the collection collection agency. 
That would have been better if I didn't trip over my words. <laughs> I just get so heated about it, you know? I know. I like, know. I'm like, people, I, for real. And people, you are so privileged mm. to be working. Yeah. And doing this <laughs> and getting paid in for the it. field that you want. Yes. In a show that is your dream. Yes. That you have cultivated from the very beginning. And now yes. you're just going to throw it away to have a lip locking session. I know. Stupid. <gasps> so stupid. Yes. I want to thump her. I know. You're like you're better than this. I know. Get your act together. Yes. Then I just want to punch Jimmy because he's such a jerk all the time. <laughs> this show See, brings out the bad in me. I'm like super irritated with all these people. <laughs> me, I just wouldn't even talk to him. Like I no, would just I, be I like, you're not, you're just not worth my energy. Totally. I'm not doing this. I agree with Karen, you completely. Karen would probably stop talking to me because this is what happens with my friends when I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. What are you doing? Why do you think this is a good idea? Do you have any like I, I, I have said I have said to friends who've, who've made these types of choices. Do you really understand your worth? Because I feel like if you actually did, you would not be making these choices. They yeah. get mad at me. But you know what? It's because I understand that you're worth more than this BS that you're allowing. Completely. That's such a good way to put it. Do you even know your own worth? Yeah. Because I can see it clear as day. Mm -hmm. But you're not behaving as if you do. That's right. I think that's the perfect way to put it. Because it it is a compliment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, these, these people are making terrible decisions. It just gets worse. <laughs> so Derek and, uh, D and J Derek and Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> ah, and thank you. I'm glad that you can <laughs> decipher my notes. <laughs> there, he, Jimmy comes back into rehearsal after this makeout session. And then a couple seconds later, Karen like awkwardly passes them. And Derek is like, are the two of you okay? She hasn't said a word to you. And yeah. Jimmy's like, yeah, we're fine. Dumb. Yeah. Cause they've gone so far in the other direction. People yeah. think they hate each other basically. But then also now we've got Richard, Richard from the New York times has now shown yes. up to the rehearsal as well, because Derek wants him to see um, the, sh- the song called Original yes, uh, performed by Karen. I don't know how I feel about this number <laughs> because it's very commercial. Oh and yeah. One of those songs that I'm like, you just took me out of the storyline. I don't like it. I, I know I, I, I felt the same way about it, yeah. to be honest, because I felt like, um, like they're yeah, watching. So the song, this one is Pasek and Paul. Okay. And as much as I have a lot of friends who don't like them, <laughs> I do like them I do too, but I, one of like the thing that a lot of my friends complain a lot about, and actually Michael pointed this out as well in our yes. interview with him. Waving through a window. Yes. <laughs> he was very upset about that oh song. My goodness. He was very upset. Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> like tapping um, on the glass, tap, tap, tap. I'm like, hey, Michael. <laughs> okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, he's a delightful person. He really was. Um, (laughs) but, but that's the complaint is that, you know, their songs feel a little poppy commercial, Mm -hmm. you know, some of their stuff, you know, I like, I like them because I find that when I'm, when I'm in the lyrics, a lot of my friends hate too, but honestly, the lyrics of some of the songs, I really feel like I feel seen. Sure. And some of those and some of those. But this one felt like I was like, this is why my a lot of my friends dislike them. Yeah, this is well, it'd be. And this is why I didn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> they're sitting on the couch together and they're yeah. watching a video of the diva. Yes. And Jimmy is like, oh, I just don't get her appeal. And Karen yes. is like, oh, my God, she's amazing. She turned herself into something completely unrecognizable from what she was initially. Here, I'll show you. And the song starts. Yeah. It's, it's presentational. It's yeah. junior high yeah. at best. And I don't mind the song, but it doesn't, I didn't really it doesn't like tell the, song the story. Either. Well, it's not my favorite, but it's not like, it's not like a terrible piece of music. It's just like, meh, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But it's also like, it doesn't, it doesn't further the story. It doesn't tell you anything. Well, I mean, I think, that I think it does tell you said, what I said it, it, that the words that she said didn't already tell you. Right, right, right. Like the whole song was just about uh, reinvention. Right. And so I, <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't love it. Either. No, I, it, it was, it was not. I like I mean, rewrite the story much better. And totally. I feel like, I feel that that, that already tells you what both of these characters want mm-hmm. is to, be, like change who they are completely right. and 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 reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean that story that song is better and and tells you this already. Yeah. So then it's like why do we need this song except that you just need like an upbeat dance number? Is that why? Maybe. I don't know. Ugh, I didn't like it though. Didn't either. And then cuz then they end the song with her back on the couch and then song ends and she goes, "See what I mean?" Or something stupid no, like that. It, I think it, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> oh, we didn't love that one. Okay. But Richard seems Loved to it. be enamored of this show. Every time I see another piece, I'm more and more intrigued. I know. What else are you going to come up with? Ooh, what else? And it was just like, oh, it's so, eh. No, yeah. that would, but he also... I think he, because he in fact said it, he's like, I want to tell the story of you and Karen because of your relationship. She followed yeah. you from bombshell to here. Why yeah. was that? And Derek is like, no, we're not seeing each other. Yes, but something's here. What is yes. it? I want to know. So I'm sure something will happen there. Because he like- also mentioned, he, um, I'm sorry, what is the New York Times guy's name? You're Richard. so good about it, Richard. <laughs> Uh, Richard also said at the beginning of that conversation, you know, I know uh, that, you know, you've been getting a lot of bad press about, you know, these relationships. And so he was already coloring it in this way that it was like he knew it was just going to feed off of that. And it's just like, are you trying to completely crash the show? Because if you go that route. You're just going to destroy all the work Derek and everyone else have done. Yeah. And, and I, 
I don't want that for Karen. I don't want that for Anna. I don't want that for Jimmy. I don't want that for Kyle. But also it would destroy Karen's reputation before she ever had a chance to introduce herself. That's right. And she, she has in this respect, kept her boundary very clear with him. Yeah. The entirety of their relationship. And so if you, if you end up coloring it this way, Mm -hmm. you make somebody who's innocent look, look like they've, they've, you know, fallen into, you know, I mean, Ivy's the one who's, who's made poor choices in, in regards to Derek, it's not been Karen. And so also what that would do to Scott, who just got back to the, like, it took him 15 years to get back. I don't want anything bad to happen to my Scott. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. I'm very protective of my Scott. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I just love him so much. Well, speaking of Scott, because the next scene that we see with Scott and Julia together is Julia basically, you know, handing back the script and going, the diva doesn't have a character, so you can't really turn her into anything else. She doesn't exist. She has one song in the whole thing. And she's not a real person. So the way that they've introduced the diva is that she's just, you know, it's like you and I having a conversation about Beyonce. Beyonce may be a real person, but to you and me, she's just through a screen. You know, so it, yeah. that's basically the way that the diva has. She doesn't even have a name. She's the diva. The diva, right? She <laughs> felt like Madonna to me. Yeah, that's yeah. what she feels like right Very now. Very much so. Or, or a pink. powerful, powerful woman. Pink, I would say even more. A powerful yeah. woman in the prime of her career. Yes, loved by everybody, especially mm-hmm. the people that want to be her, and known by just like one word. That's not actually her name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Pink does the aerials. Yeah, she does. She's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and Scott brings up the fact that, oh, no, uh, uh, Derek comes into that conversation then, too, because I thought that Derek wasn't involved, but apparently Scott has brought him into the loop. Derek actually brings up to Julia that they need a dramaturg. Yes. And said, we can't just have you on the outside looking in. We need your help. The boys are too busy to do it themselves. You've got to, you, you've got to do it. So she yeah. agrees to be the dramaturg for this. And he, he does pull the, you said you wanted to help me card. <laughs> right. You wanted to mend things card, which I was like, <laughs> yes, pull that card. Yes, pull it. Absolutely. <laughs> I expected you to pull it sooner, to be honest. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Then we skip to Anna and Karen, who are having a conversation about secrets being a red flag. Ding, 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 Anna. I know. Anna just, she, she tries. Well, and, and she, yes, she does try. I, I guess she mu- must be the only person that truly knows the full extent of the relationship. And that might just be because they're roommates at this point. Yeah. But Anna's like, you know, if he's got these secrets, he's got more. Yes. And that's not, and he goes there, she goes, there is a way to be personal and professional in the same context. Mm -hmm. So then that makes Karen put her thinking cap on right at the same time. She gets a text message from Jimmy that says you're, you're needed in the wardrobe room. Gross. Gross. I actually wrote gross. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize that until I just looked at my notes again. (laughs) That's gross. Yeah, it was. So Kyle is now brought in with Scott and Julia to make more of these decisions. I love, we already kind of mentioned this, that there's this mentorship going with the three of them and with Derek as well. So I'd say with the four of them, but in this room, it's just Julia and Kyle and Derek. 
No, or it's Scott. Scott. It is it's Scott. Scott. Oh, that's yeah. right. It is Scott. Because then they aren't talking about maybe having a romantic relationship in the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do like this. So we'll talk about that in just a second because there's now more closet makeout, but Karen Most... doesn't want to hide anymore. Yes. So she stops him from kissing her for a second and is like, um, why are we hiding? And Jimmy's like, ah, I mean, ah, I just can't. I can't. But doesn't give any reason or any, uh, you know, there, there's no reason. So then well, there is a reason, but he well, hasn't told her. He won't exactly. He yeah. won't. He won't disclose the reason. Mm-hmm. So Karen is like, well, I guess you'll let me know when we can come out of the closet. Yes. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so and gives him that ultimatum. So now back with Julia, Scott and Kyle. Mm-hmm. They're working on a storyboard. Kyle has never done this before. So this is another, you know, another layer to just the greenness of Kyle and Jimmy putting together the storyboard. And then it's kind of discovered that Scott may have had romantic feelings for Julia. Julia never knew. And he goes, well, yeah, you were married. So of course you didn't know. I never would have brought it up. (laughs) And then they didn't discuss it again late until Kyle left the room because he was like, you guys are weird or you, you you aren't talking to each other. (laughs) And he goes, I think, um, I think I have an idea. And he leaves. Mm -hmm. And then we're left with Scott and Julia who are basically talking about this romantic thing that could have happened. And Julia is basically like, you know, um, you know, if you, if you happen to feel that way, I'd be okay with it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, cause they, well, that's later. Yeah, when because they were going to have a drink after mm-hmm. Kyle right. has a full revelation of what yes, this should look we like. Will also talk about that's yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so meanwhile, Karen is okay. I this is I don't understand the days or nights in this world <laughs> because they've been rehearsing all day long. And yes. I'm imagining that this is a union job. Right. Um, but now it's dark out and Karen is still in the space working all by herself. I know there's no stage manager either. And no. I'm just like, where is the Anne Harada of Hitler? No, I don't you need one. There is a stage manager probably attached to the Manhattan theater workshop. Of course. With all of the different shows. But so the I- only person we ever see is like the tech guy, but yeah, I'm like, the there's lighting guy. because, but. I'm like, where's the stage manager? I don't like get that it. would be the person coming in and being like, this is your 10 minute. Mm-hmm. This is your five minute. But also, if rehearsal is over, the space yeah. closes up and they lock it down for the night. You don't just right. get to stay and work whenever you want to. I know. Like there are still rules in place. So so she's sitting on the stage and Derek comes in and he's like, oh, sorry to interrupt. And she's like, I was just working on the scene. Do you want to help? And he comes over. He's like, yeah, but he's been drinking. So there's another aspect to this that I'm just like, what time is it? Yeah. <laughs> you've had rehearsal all day. So now there's presumably been at least an hour where you've had the chance to go and drink and then come back to the space. I don't get it. But because he's drunk, he decides he's going to profess his love for Karen. But I think he's only doing it because A, he's drunk and mm. B, because he knows that now he she's with Jimmy. Yeah. That's what this is about. Okay, question. Yeah. Going just before sure. Derek walks in. I'm wondering 
I don't I don't know the rule on this. I should know the rule on this because I'm a producer, <laughs> but I don't know the NFP rule on this. Mm-hmm. But I wondered if the space was still open because Scott and Julia are like still there in the office working. Maybe. So like but, they've. But even like because there are offices and then right. there are the spaces. The spaces right. are going to be closed and locked. Okay. Like I just, the office isn't in the middle of the black box. The office right, is no. going to be somewhere else. I just was I mean, thinking I, don't know I was like maybe case. it's still. It could I be. Just, just because I don't know how NFPs work. Right. Well, as far as the union is concerned, yeah. if rehearsal isn't going on, you're not allowed in the space because it's a liability okay. if you get right. hurt. And also because you're not technically supposed to be working when you're off the clock. Now, you my can other go question, home. Yeah. is she union yet though? And that's my other question. Is this production union? Because I don't know that it would be unless the Manhattan Theater Workshop bought their union cards for them. Right. And this is how they're paying into equity. Right. I don't know. Like she, because she all, she did the out of town. Do you know what? Is that enough points? Yes. Because it is a pre-Broadway tryout, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. So yeah, then yes. If it's a Broadway contract, then that is a union contract. Okay. So then she's automatically in the union because she Mm -hmm. was the lead in a pre-Broadway production. Yes. Okay. Now you can have, because this is a smaller theater theater company, you could have like a guest contract. So Karen could be the only union member in it. But if there's even one union member, they still have to follow all the union rules. Right. And and that would still mean that especially since Karen is the only if she was the only union member, she absolutely wouldn't be allowed to sit in the. Absolutely not. He shouldn't be in the space either Mm -hmm. because he is union, not the same union because directors have a different union, I think. But yes, they do. Union. Yes, they do. So he should know better. Anyway, he he's like, I really care for you. And she's like, yeah, I care about you, too. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, no, I care about you, care about you. <laughs> but, but like, she knows. Yeah. You've been trying to get in her pants for two years. Everybody is, knows. I, mean, I will argue that this is slightly different, though, because I don't know that his feelings have ever been like more than just the sexual do you know what I mean? So now yeah. maybe this is new for him. It could very well be that he's like, I've never like felt that way about anyone before, but I she... still don't think it's, I don't think it's love. I think it's obsession. Oh, no. Of course it's, it's not control. Love. But it's... I'm saying it's more than what it, the normal is for him. And it just very well could be because she's said no the whole way along. I think that's all it is possibly. But then she's like, Oh, um, I'm actually with Jimmy. And so then he's like, whatever, do your thing. And pouts like a child. Right. And stomps out like a toddler. Yeah. (laughs) Which is really, really on brand with him. Totally. And Jimmy. They both do the same stomp act. They do. All right. So we're back to Scott and Julia. Uh, Scott and Julia are kind of reminiscing how when they used to be together 15 years ago, we used to work together 15 years ago, that this was the feeling that they always had. Like they would just be working all hours of the night and like just spitballing ideas off of each other. And it felt really great. And then Kyle 
jumps into the room and he's like, I've got the best idea. Do you trust me? And then we don't see it. We'll talk about that later, but it is yeah. really a good idea. Yeah, so. it is great. <laughs> Now we go to the real rehearsal, I guess, the next day. Again, time means nothing in this world. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. 2020, time means nothing as well. So we can get with it, you know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Kyle and Jimmy, or not Karen and Jimmy. See, I'm now I've changed to just the letters of the first name. So now uh. it's confusing me to death. Uh, Karen and Jimmy are doing a scene hmm. with Derek. They're doing their scene. Derek is in the audience. The way that they're doing it, he's not liking. He's like, let's do it again. So they try it something feels else. feels just like Ivy yes. and her mom. Flat, completely yes. flat. So he stops them. He's like, let's do it again. Jimmy tries something else. Derek stops him immediately. No, that's not right. Do it again. He's like, I'm trying something new. Well, how about you try to do my actual blocking? And so then yeah. he goes back to do it again. And he's like, no, no, no. And he, he rushes over to them. And he's like, telling, ah, I don't like the way this is. So in, the, in this conversation, Jimmy finds out that Karen told Derek that they were together. Yeah. Karen finds out that Derek warned Jimmy off of Karen at the yes. very beginning. Karen then decides she's going to warn Derek saying, you can't treat me like this. Yes. I'm not your property. Yes. I, I, you know, you and I are working together and that is it. And you can't keep doing stuff like this. Yes. Finally has a backbone for this guy. Yeah. And Derek then goes fine have it your way and storms out again does his little pouty bit. I mean of course also tries to tries to say you know when she says I'm not your property he's like I know that and she's like clearly you don't mm -hmm. clearly you don't because you don't get to rewrite my story yeah <laughs> bringing it back then Jimmy is like, oh, thanks for sticking up for me. No, no. Jimmy comes back and he's mad because Karen told Derek about them. And Karen is like, you shut it. Yeah. I'm mad at you. And mm -hmm. he said, she says to him, I thought you were more of a man and leaves. It was amazing <laughs> because he's an, he's being an idiot too. Yeah. He's been, ugh stupid because well, they're okay. the same person and exactly right but like the, what the conversation there Eric is and him the same person. it's true the conversation between karen and jimmy is basically i can't believe you told him we were together and karen is like is that the reason you were keeping us a secret because of yeah. Derek? yeah because that's ridiculous and i thought you were more of a man yeah that was what the conversation was so she's yeah. done hopefully for good but I'm sure that that's not the case. Well, you know, by the end of this episode, <laughs> remember? Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> 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 I didn't remember until just that second. And then it made me dry heave. Thanks, <laughs> Ebony. <laughs> I mean, listen, again, neither of these women are making good choices in these no. episodes. No, that's true. We'll find out all about Ivy's bad decisions in just a second. <sighs> so, now we're back to Kyle. Kyle's plan is fantastic. So now Derek, after having this conversation with the three of them and leaving in a huff because Karen has basically said, don't do that to me anymore. And he's like, fine, I won't. Goes into this meeting with Scott, Julia, and Kyle. Kyle explains that he thinks that the diva uh, thinks Karen's character is directly responsible for her downfall and decides to, to enact revenge. So by the yes. end of act two, her revenge will be enacted. I think yes. this is an amazing idea. Yeah, me too. It darkens up the story and takes our focus off of the love because it's yeah. not about love. 
and puts it directly on the focus of this reinvention idea. Yeah. And I like it better. Anyway. You know what it reminded me? I had a flash of uh, uh, Selena's story. Oh. You know where her, um, the woman who was in. The president of her fan club. Yes, murdered her. I like it just when he was telling that like flat like that was I it just flashed in my head that that wow. story it's a uh, total sidebar but mm. um it's a television show now mm-hmm. like a like a selena's life i mean i've seen like the lifetime kind of movie yeah no no it's no a tv show a series yeah yes cool uh i i don't know that like maybe it's a limited series could be but it's on a streaming service and i was like oh wow oh like a documentary no, I mean, oh, it's, okay. it's enacted like it's enacted in the same way that the JLo one yeah. is is acted. Okay. Um, but but it, it does look like it's a I think it's a limited series. Cool. And I want to say Netflix, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It's just like Netflix tends to be the most diverse of That's true. The streaming platforms. OK, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So, but further on, because Derek, come, he's like, yeah, that's a great idea. I can't believe yeah. that you didn't think of it before. Um, and Julia is trying to explain, you know, this means that there's going to be a little bit less meat for Karen and Jimmy yes. Yes. and Derek is like, eh, that's fine. They'll be fine mm. with it. They'll, you know, and, and, and Kyle is like, no, do you really think so? And he's like, they're going to do what I tell them to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then he up and leaves. So that is also when we, uh, when Kyle and Derek leave, Scott and Julia are left alone and they're like, that was really amazing. And I really enjoyed myself. Scott asks her to stay on as, um, some sort of a contributor. Yeah. Not necessarily the dramaturg because she doesn't like that, but, uh, just this kind of consultant consultant. Thank you. I couldn't remember the word, but yes, Mm -hmm. consultant. Um, and then they decide to go and have drinks together. Yes. So that was nice. And that's when she says, you know, and if you feel something, you know, you can just be, you can just say so this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. Now, uh, there's so much about this that makes me angry. We're at Karen's apartment. Yeah. It is midnight because Karen says, what are you doing here? It's midnight. Jimmy's like, I want to. Oh, I, but what? wait. Okay. Well, we can't, I don't think we can do it, but like we, there's the montage. We can talk I know, about it. I with love Bombshell. that song. Yeah. We can talk about it with Bombshell, yeah. but I just, I, yeah. I love that. I love, totally. yeah, I love the montage. So there, okay. Well, go ahead and we can talk about the montage. We can. Okay. Well, we'll just talk. The hit list part is basically uh, Karen in her apartment and Anna's there with her and, and you see Karen after it's, you know, it's right after she just yelled at Derek and Jimmy, which she should have done. And, um, you know, Anna just tries to console her and hands her like a cup of tea or whatever. Yeah. And then that's when this happens. The rest of the montage, though, is a Tom situation that we right. haven't gotten into yet. <laughs> um, after a situation happens with him, he's walking through his apartment. And I really love how it's shot. I it actually- thought that something was going to happen. Like someone Did was going to jump out at him and like beat him or something. I thought something nefarious was oh, going no. to happen because oh, of no. the way it was shot. I actually loved the way it was shot. Cause, it, <laughs> but, but also I've seen, like, I've seen it before. So I knew, you know, he was going to be hmm. fine. It was too a uh, bittersweet symphony by the verve, but it was performed by Megan Hilty. Yeah. 
And it actually, me, it reminded me of a little bit of the montage in, I think it's, no, I think it is season one of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel when Maisel is walking through her apartment and she's having those memories yeah. about what it used to be and what it looks like now where she's like taking her photos off the wall and all of yeah. that to that. Uh, what's the Barbara Streisand song? Um, <laughs> I don't remember. I wish I could remember, but that montage is one of the greatest montages ever. Yeah. And I so do remember that. Yeah. I yeah. remember that, but yeah, no the visual of it, but I don't remember. Th- I don't remember it in detail, but I do remember the visual of it yeah, and yeah. just really liking it. But, yeah. um, but I, I, the way that it was it made me feel like the camera was like the bad guy waiting to like <laughs> make his move. But you know what I'm talking about though. They, the way that they film that kind of stuff. And he kept on looking for something like it kept, it felt like it felt like to me, like he he threw his jacket down, but then looked at the corner of the room, like like he was expecting. Did to you see just him. listen to my favorite murder before you started watching? This? I didn't. Okay, I didn't. Oh, I groomed two adorable little pomeranians, so my my head was in a fluff zone. But anyway, so. Jimmy's at Karen's apartment. Karen is like, what are you doing here, Jimmy? It's midnight. And he's like, what are you not going to give me a second chance at all? I'm like, second chance, please. Let's try like fourth or fifth, right? <laughs> so he's like, I just want to take you on a real date. And he, she's like, when? And he's like, how about now? And first, my first reaction was like, no, because if I'm going to go on a date with you, I have to be mentally prepared for it. And I'm going to be dressed accordingly. I think also that's the introvert in us. That's like, <laughs> true too. It takes several right. days for me you know, to what get would my mind. Happen. <laughs> for me, at least what would happen is that I would agree to it. And then the day before I'd be like, oh, I just don't know about this. And I'd give them some reason to maybe expect that I was going to call it off. And then the next day I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do this. <laughs> But that's just me. But also, I'd be sleeping at midnight. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I'd and my phone is off. Bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. My phone's well, off. Well, my phone's not off because I use it uh, like I as use my... my iPad now. So oh, nice. my phone's no, off. I use it as my alarm. Like I, I know. Set, I've got a sleep app. I oh, use okay. my iPad now for my nice. alarm so I can turn my phone off. That's smart. But but even if even if some notification came through, I'm not going to be paying attention to no. it because I am a, I am in bed. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, she wasn't in bed. She was crying over Jimmy and Derek. Anyway. Let's go on a real date right now. She's like, well, let me go get my jacket. And she's like, no, or he's like, no, no, take mine. So hands her over the leather jacket. First thing she does, sticks her hands in the pockets and pulls out what? The Coke. The drugs that the bad guy gave him in the episode before. Yep, the Coke. So good. I'm glad. I'm glad she knows the full extent of the person that she's going on a second date with. Now, if, if it were only me, that made much difference. Do you know what I feel like she's going to do? She's going to like throw the drugs away and be like, no, no, it's just I just I took it away from him. So he's fine now. <laughs> no, but you know what happened? It all happens in this episode. This is the end of them. What happened no, after? Because, OK, we. Then we, I know, oh, wait, 
Don't you move forward to oh, episode 11. Right, because, because my roommate and I watched episode 12. That's <laughs> what's happening. Yeah, that's not what's happening here. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, okay. this is the end of Hit List. So this, okay. the, the very end of this episode is the two of them. She Walking pulls it out in. and then puts it right back in her pocket. She so did. she doesn't even call him on it. I'd have been mm. like, I'm sorry, what's this? Yes. Actually, I no, I wouldn't have. I would have put it back in the pocket. I would have taken off the jacket and I said, here's your jacket back. Don't contact me. Again. We never would have gotten this far, though, Pamela. Neither of no. us. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> so true. Oh, because even if you're just talking about right this second, I would yeah. be in this. I would be asleep. Right. So would showing up to my apartment and this conversation wouldn't have happened because that's I right. would have been in bed. Oh, there's so many times I just want to sick Sweet Pea on him. <laughs> Sweet Pea, get him. <laughs> Take out his, his puddle would meal. accidentally eat the drugs. Bless him. <laughs> oh, he probably would. I would yeah. be so mad if something happened to my dog because of an idiot boy. I know. Oh, I'd never be able to forgive myself. Never. I know. Let's put that out there. Now we're going to talk about bombshell. I okay. need to wet my whistle. <laughs> That's better. (laughs) (laughs) So at the beginning of the episode, we're back at the beginning. Ivy is in rehearsal. Now we have already established that in the last episode, she told Tom, you're not my friend anymore. You're my director. Right. So rehearsal is real awkward. I mean, so unprofessional. she's, She's being horrible. Now this is tech week, which means they've got one week to put all the lights and everything together before the opening night. Right. I was just like, girl, you wanted this job, right? You're Marilyn. So suck it up. I know. Fine. He's not your friend, but he is your director. So stop being a butthole. Oh, so juvenile. because she is being contrary and behaving terribly to him. Horrible. He's like, he's like, Hey, Ivy, again, um, this is where I need you. And she'll, she's like, well, uh, this is where the dancers left me. So how can I get over there? And just being really irritating and stupid, yeah. but Tom, Tom is reeling from being told he's not her friend. So he's trying to be nice to her, which is his, again, another mistake. And which is probably why they've had that conversation in the first place is yeah. because he's too nice. He needs to stand up and be like, Hey, listen, uh, I get it. You don't like me right now, but yeah. as your director, this is where I need you. So yeah. find a way to get there. Yes. Use your acting skills to act your way stage left. I know. Whew. But I also would have brought her out, uh, you know, at the five minute break, brought her to the side and been like, hey, listen, knock it off. That's right. But Tom laments to Julia and says, what am I doing wrong? Stupid. I know. Well, this was the thing, right? Because he said, everybody hates me mm-hmm. uh, and was blaming, was blaming. OK, so she she's mad. And then was also saying um, that Sam's mad, but trying to blame it on the same thing. And Julia was like, no, no, you did that all Mm -hmm. by yourself. (laughs) And he did. And he did. The Sam situation was all his own fault. Like Tom can't blame that on anyone else but himself. That's why Tom hates him. He broke up with him him. for going on tour, which was the stupidest thing He broke up with him. Right. Then when he brought him, tried to. Brought him back. Gave but him like, role, did it so it crappily. Yes. Horribly. Horribly. Yeah. No, he Horrible. treated him very. Now, the fact that Sam has a job now. Yeah. 
is something. Yes. And he's so, doing his job. He is doing his like job. Like Sam is like making sure he's got his You're right. lines Sam's, together. Sam's not naysaying the director. Sam's no. not doing his best to, to he's confront just not, him. He's, he's just not, he's not flirting friendly. and doing right. He's doing right. his job and that's it. Yep. Which I can absolutely get behind because yes. who hasn't had a job like that? Yes. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, Julie is missing out on college uh, trips with her son and with Frank mm. and lamenting the fact that she doesn't have a family. And so that's why she's even at rehearsal. But then Eileen comes over and is um, asks her to do something. What did they ask her to do? <laughs> or maybe they just talked. Oh, no. The fundraiser was talked, in the last episode. That was they're having. Yeah, the, because, I think. Um, yeah. Right. OK. Never mind. Skip what I said there because I don't think that's right. What I did write down is that Eileen and Richard have a scene together in the next little bit um, where Eileen is asking Richard how they can put Bombshell in the news again in a good way because Michael Riedel posted another bomb about (laughs) Ivy and Tom breaking up. So basically saying there's um, this bad thing has happened. Now they're not friends anymore. What's going to happen with Bombshell? Do they really write stories like that? Because I'm like, I if I were reading that, I'd be like, this is dumb. I don't care about the director and the and the star being friends or not. Like, oh, well, <laughs> I mean, like, would that I mean, it wouldn't color my opinion about going to see the show. So I just don't understand why. Well, it see, but it's like tabloidy. Right. Yeah. So it's like the tabloid version yeah. of theater. Right. And so uh, I don't know that. I don't, I don't know. For some people, maybe it does color yeah. whether or not they go see a show. Like, I don't even. But apparently look. this bad press has made it so that nobody's right. going. To but it's be because I think what basically, I think the problem, though, is that, you know, that Eileen has pointed out is that there's been bad press from the beginning. Right. And oh. she just really needs some good press. And the bad gotcha. press was like production problems. You know, and so I think like saying things like it, the the director and the star aren't getting along is like, how is her performance going to be if they yeah. are having this rift? And like, it's just it's just like the bombshell. All of the press it's been getting is all of the problems. Yeah. OK. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's her point. Why? Why she's you that know, makes upset. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But Richard is like, listen, I um, we already put a story together and you and I are dating right now, so we shouldn't even be talking about this. And don't you ever take a night off, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, is what he said. And she's like, OK, let's take a night off. Let's go mm-hmm. on a date. Like yeah. she just completely flicks it on and off. It's so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we discover that it is Ivy's birthday today. Mm-hmm. Tom has forgotten, but everyone else remembers. And so they're well, planning. An- well, it's Ann Harada who reminds him. Right. Because but- he's sitting there. Why is she being such a butt? And then and then Ann's like, well, well no, it's because the flowers came. Yeah. They were like, we don't even like- open for three weeks. What are they? Yeah. The flowers and then for? Ann was was like, it's her birthday. And then and then he was like, oh, my God, I forgot. Ivy loves her birthday. And Eileen was like, I sent champagne. (laughs) And he was like, oh, crap. So he puts in a call to his friend, Liza. Yeah, We'll find that about about that later. Yes, he does. Oh, Lord. But also in the meantime, though, he um, Ivy and the rest of the cast are kind of plotting this 
you know, birthday party, but mm-hmm. they, nobody, nobody tell Tom, it's just us. Nobody tell Tom, we're going to go get drunk. I'm going to sleep with JFK. It's going to be great. Uh, and that's that. Ivy is then asked by Tom if she has any plans and she just flat out lies, says, no, I'm just going to go home night in. I'm really yeah. tired. And he goes, good. You're coming on a date with me. We've got dinner plans. And she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) And decides to go ahead and go with it. Um, And then it tells her friends. And then the friends are like, don't worry about it. We'll just start the party a little bit later. You can come there afterward. It's not going to be a big deal. Just don't invite Tom. Yeah. So there's that. Eileen and Daphne Ruben Vega have a conversation. (laughs) And Eileen explains to Daphne Ruben Vega that um tom has done this birthday plan with liza minnelli yes uh, at table 46 and daphne mm-hmm. Riven vega is like well we should just accidentally call michael riedel and a yes. couple of photographers to come to table 46 mm-hmm. and maybe just accidentally run into this thing happening yes and eileen is like oh darn i'm supposed to have a date and daphne Riven vega is like well you could have that date at table 46 yes and thus the plan is delivered. Yeah. Now. At Not Eileen's best moment. No. No. Here we go at dinner. We've got Riedel and Daphne Ruben Vega show up. Well, Michael's not there yet. Right? Well, it's just the photographers and Daphne. No, no. Yeah. Michael was there before the photographers. Michael came in with Daphne. Oh, I thought he wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so sitting at the table tom and ivy just behind them in a booth are eileen and richard having their date and tom like even makes the mention of like can i do anything without eileen showing up yeah (laughs) which is hilarious riedel and daphne bruben vegan a couple of photographers show up they're all at the bar right liza minnelli shows up how interesting but ivy looks across and is like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh how exciting and then she's like why is she coming over here yeah (laughs) tom gets up gives her a big hug Liza says, you must be Ivy. Happy birthday. It's the best thing. We've got a surprise for you. So Liza goes over there to get ready. Tom and Ivy hug because Ivy's very excited about Liza. And then in the process of them hugging, they're taking photographs of. Yes. Ivy then says to Tom, wait, was this just some sort of a publicity stunt? Right. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Because he doesn't. No. Uh, but then he kind of clicks something in his head and he looks over at Eileen, says, excuse me a moment. And they both kind of wander over to the booth with Eileen. And Tom is like, did you plan this? Yeah. So when Richard gets upset with Eileen because it's not a date and they, you know, she has to constantly work, blah, blah, blah. And he gets yes. up in a huff and leaves. Mm-hmm. Tom is uh, furious. understandably furious. Yeah at Eileen because this was the chance that he was waiting for in order to ingratiate himself back into Ivy's life yes as a best friend again mm-hmm. Michael Riedel comes up to the table and it's like "Ooh, am I sensing some hostility yeah uh and then Liza and so Ivy is like I'm I'm leaving this is ridiculous and so she goes to leave and Liza's like Ivy Lynn sit down <laughs> I love that she's like yes oh, and sits down she's like <laughs> Uh, so Tom wrote this song for you. Yeah. I just happen to be the one singing it. It's such a good song. It's so cute. What is the it's title of it? Cute. Do we know? Yes, it is called. Hold on. A love letter from the times. 
Yes. So uh, written by Shaman and Whitman. It's perfect. Yes, it it's, is. It's funny and witty and heartfelt. And it's coming straight from Tom's heart because yeah. he wrote this song for her mm-hmm. uh, with Liza singing it. So like the whole thing is amazing and it goes over very, very well to the point mm-hmm. where when Ivy is leaving, she almost considers telling Tom about drinks, mm-hmm. but then decides not to because she was basically yeah. told by Sam not to. Yeah. So she gets in a taxi cab seemingly to go home, but someone from the restaurant says, are these your keys, sir? And Tom is like, oh no, they're Ivy's. So then he goes toward Ivy's house to give her back her keys. And on the way comes across this little bar where a couple of the castmates, Bobby included, are talking outside of this bar. And he's like, oh, hey, they're smoking. Yeah. Right. Do you live near Ivy? And they're like, no and then he looks through the window and sees more cast members and goes in to say hello still doesn't have any idea that that this this kind of betrayal has happened until jessica carries out a cake and they start singing happy birthday to ivy yeah who is not in her apartment but at this restaurant that or at this bar that she didn't tell tom about so tom hands her the keys and leaves Mm mm-hmm Oh, and he's upset and she goes out to kind of apologize for the situation. But then she just basically says, you know, we can't really be friends when you're the director. This is okay. I'm going to go ahead and skip to this because I think it's important to just finish this thought. (laughs) It just felt really hypocritical. It did. Yes. And that's it. Thank you for being in my head right now. She, <laughs> you know, she starts by saying it isn't what it looks like. And, and he's like, what? Like that line never works unless it it's doesn't. actually the case. Yeah. Because what it looks like right now is that you decided to go and have drinks with friends and that's fine, but you lied to me. Yes. And so then she's like, I can't, you can't be my friend and my director at the same time. And all this time I'm thinking, but it's okay to be sleeping with your director. Yeah. Yeah. Because so you had no compunctions at all to do that with Derek. Yes. Whilst also being directed by him. I know. And Tom, who was your quote unquote best friend. Yes. Has now been relegated to director only. So let's think about that. I know. And, and then she goes, we're not losing each other. We're just changing. Dumb. But whatever they can. I mean, she, listen, she can choose whatever she wants to, but don't, don't make it seem like you're going to be his best friend again, if that's not going to be the case. But anyway, so Tom leaves, <laughs> Ivy goes back in at the end of the night, she and Sam are having a conversation together about the ups and downs of the last year where mm-hmm. Ivy started down has now made her way up. Sam started up and has been on the way down. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, this is how things happen. So Sam leaves. Ivy's still there. We're going to go back to Eileen now because Eileen is at her office. I want to say one thing about that conversation. Sure. What, that's life. That's the song. <laughs> they were just quoting that song. Yeah. That's what all the people say. <laughs> basically yes and, and yeah of course that is the way life works yes it is you've got your it's not just in a year you've everyone has their ups and downs yeah yeah oh yeah so eileen is back at her office she's working because she's like whatever i've been broken up with again so i guess it doesn't matter <laughs> 
Richard comes back. Eileen comes right out and says, you didn't want me to take, you didn't want me to be working, but I'm a Broadway producer and darn it. That is what I do. So I'm not going to apologize. Yeah. And he's like, I get it. And basically says, I had a wife that was a home wife. She didn't work. I was the one that worked. So to have a partner that is an equal Mm -hmm. is something that I just don't know yet, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah. And Eileen is like, I'm not really over Nick yet. Yeah. And Richard's like, I'm okay taking it slow. So yeah. now they've decided to take it slow. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back at the bar, <laughs> I don't know how he found out that she was there. Yeah. But Derek shows up at the bar while Ivy is completely alone now at the bar, just drinking, I guess. Shows up, hands her a card that says happy birthday. And she's yeah. like, I didn't expect to get a card from you. <laughs> and that is the end of episode 10 so whatever's gonna happen there I'm sure there's gonna have some sort of revenge relationship with Ivy all I'm doing is silently shaking my head because I just and it's the perfect way to express the whole how... also the whole episode she's been talking about like how how she hasn't had sex in a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> and she like, so Which you know what's going to. Because she just ruined someone else's relationship by having sex with their fiance. I know. I know. But, but so, you know, what's going to happen with her and Derek. You, oh, yeah. you know, because that's. They're going to rip each other's clothes off as soon as they walk through the door of Ivy's apartment. It's a terrible. <laughs> I'm so sick of them. Me too. I'm sick of the idea that to hurt someone else, I've got to involve someone else. Like, sure, go ahead and pretend. But why do you even have to hurt? Like, listen. Yes, and that's that too. It's Especially with Karen, where it was like, she, it's not, she never was interested. She said no from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. She said no repeatedly. Yeah. Like, why? And also you, you had like a pavilion lawsuits. It's why you weren't working. It's why you like, right. Stop. Just now stop. I'm the one just nodding my head. <laughs> the whole thing. I mean, listen, ugh. <laughs> I think the show that we wrote wouldn't be nearly as exciting or interesting to watch, but it would be full of kind people that respected each other and respected each other's boundaries. <laughs> Goodness. Maybe that's what we should do for TikTok is, <laughs> is right. Is right. Something where it's like what we wish would have happened. Mm-hmm. Famous relationships yeah. and how they ended that we rewrite so that, yeah. So that they end better. Yeah. Like some of them would have never started totally. like if it had been our choice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. It's fun. <laughs> oh, Lordy. But that Goodness. is that. I am wrung out. I know that that was a lot, friends. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Theater Geeks Anonymous. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TGABWAY. 
and on Facebook at Theater Geeks Anonymous. And if you want to tell us how much you love us, or you have a great story about one of the shows we've talked about, drop us a note at TGABWAY at gmail.com. Until, Until next time, time geeks. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.